Hi, and welcome to the TSW podcast, providing insight from thought leaders, success stories, and practical mental and physical tips to help you on your journey to recovery with your host, Claire Hart. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the first full-length episode of the TSW podcast. I'm your host, Claire Hart, a fellow TSW sufferer, and I'm really excited today to share with you the interview that we held with Louise King. Some of you may be aware of Louise King. She has an amazing Instagram account where she's documented her own personal journey with TSW, the highs and the very, very lows, and also some of the things she tried during that time to aid her recovery. Louise is a great advocate for TSW. Not only has she got this brilliant resource of her Instagram, but she also helped found with some other colleagues Scratch That, um, raising awareness and just providing resource for UK um, sufferers from TSW. She also helped create the Decoding Topical Steroid Withdrawal website um, with another colleague. So check that out. We'll link to it in the show notes. Um, and now Louise had launched the Skin Solace clinic which is in Hampshire UK which is providing sufferers from TSW with another alternative option to look at how they address their healing and we'll talk to Louise in detail about that um, as we go through the show. So this episode really focuses on all the different elements of Louise's journey, the mental, the physical side and again really explores kind of what, what helped Louise during that time and what tips would she pass on to anybody else going through their journey now. From a personal perspective, Louise was instrumental in helping me during some of my lowest points of TSW. So fundamentally, I, I just loved this conversation. I got a lot out of it. Louise is um, just a fountain of knowledge and has a really calm and caring way of talking about suffering um, and yeah, just talking with empathy about the journey that we all go through but also some of the positives that come out the other side and making sure, you know, we never lose sight of that. All of the resources that myself and Louise discuss during the show are linked in the show notes. So have a look there and, uh, and explore some of those good, good resources. And just as a heads up, uh, Louise was in a busy clinic at the time that we recorded this. So there is a little bit of background noise. Um, even at one point the fire alarm went off <laughs> a couple of times so we've carefully tried to edit some of that out some bits we haven't been able to so do forgive where there's a little bit of background noise or you know some of the words are close cropped we've done our best um, and yeah hopefully you enjoy and get as much out of this episode as I did interviewing Louise um, there may potentially be a follow-up interview because there's just so much uh, that kind of came up afterwards I'd love to explore with her in more detail um, but I hope you find the information here useful and helps you in your own journey to recovery hi Louise thank you so much for joining us on the TSW podcast Thank you for having me, Claire. Total pleasure. So so you might be better known to the community as Luigi Skin, is that right? Yeah, that's right, um, <laughs> which is a bit of a strange name. Luigi was my nickname in college, and before my Instagram was about TSW, it was my personal account. So I just kind of put skin on the end and made it my TSW account. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> So tell me, how, how are you doing at the moment? Your skin looks incredible. 
Yeah, I'm feeling really good, thank you. Um, I'm doing really well. I'm kind of towards the tail end of my TSW journey, which is not too bad for coming up to three years. Um, it's been wild and I'm just kind of happy to be going through life in not too much pain and discomfort these days and being able to do kind of everything that I please mostly. So, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, especially when you think of, you know, having not having to use any steroid cream at all to have that movement and that freedom after a history of applying it is incredible that that one fact alone yeah absolutely it's something that we don't actually think about like how tied we were to these things um that steroids and moisturizers i mean being addicted to both i think um it just feels so freeing just to get out of the shower and kind of go yeah, absolutely. Um, so I just wanted to, and I know I know you're quite sort of um, prolific in the community and a lot of people know you and your history, but I think it, for, for new people joining or those new to the community, it would be amazing to have, you know, a bit of your background. So when you first started using steroids and when eczema, eczema was found on you, could you talk us through that journey? Yeah, so I think I started using steroids probably age five. Mum said that I had a bit of eczema from um, kind of like foods and spit up, I think she used to say. Um, but I didn't start using steroids until I was five. And then I stayed on them till I was about 28. So it's a big chunk of time. Um, and I just remember having the normal eczema always behind the backs of my knees and creases of arms as a child. And then that kind of manifested as I got older, which I now think was probably topical steroid addiction signs. Yeah. Did you have any any background of kind of having the, the wet wraps things when you were younger, having steroid underneath bandages on your arms? You know, I never did, never had wet wraps, um, which is strange. I grew up in Jersey in the Channel Islands, so I don't know if it was slightly different over there, um, but never had wet wraps. But I just remember steroids being part of my daily routine, to be fair. That's very lucky. I have very traumatic memories of having my arms bandaged as a five-year-old, oh. trying to take them off overnight. So, so you know, so obviously steroids were a big part of, of your history and moisturising regularly. And then kind of what happened to make you think, hang on, things, this doesn't feel quite right. What What is going on here with my skin? I think my skin progressively got worse and worse. So um, I had a really bad flare up when I was about 17, 18. And the doctors had no idea what it was. I think that was a, a really early kind of TSW thing. Um, and then I continued to use steroids, kind of got it under control, as you do. Um, and then when I was 28, I think um, all of us, it was kind of the culture, I don't know if it was diet culture, but to kind of um, get into celery juice and all these ways to kind of like heal your skin naturally. And I was kind of new to Instagram, so I kind of got sucked into that. Um, and I mean, by then my skin was really starting to annoy me because it was kind of spread all over my back. When I would tan, I would have these white patches. It just was really affecting my life. And um, I remember seeing something by medical medium, you know, like the, the celery juice kind of gang. And there was a woman on there that had topical steroid withdrawal. 
and um, she'd put up pictures of her addiction and it was just like my skin and I couldn't believe it. And then that was it. And like I said, it's um, that was like the, the rabbit hole of TSW and everything that I was going to have to go through. Yeah, crazy. Did you have that light bulb moment, which I, which I think I had where I saw the pictures and I was like, oh my God, that is me. This is exactly me. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I don't know about you, but um, I always had that red bit above my lip and she had had that and said, this is a sign of um, topical steroid addiction. And I was like, God, like, I, you know, even with steroids, that won't go. And these patches that even with the strongest steroid, by then I was using Dermavay, which is right at the top and they just wouldn't go. So, um, yeah, it was that light bulb moment of, okay, this is what's going on. Yeah. And now I'm better. You realize, okay, that light bulb moment actually makes sense because I don't have any of those patches anymore. I've kind of relatively eczema free. So it's like, okay, all of that stuff wasn't what I thought it was. And it wasn't what the doctors were telling me. So it's scary, isn't it? That, that, um, that awareness of actually, this is your body giving you signals for so long, right? And we're led to believe that it's, you know, it is our eczema, um, but actually it is your body saying something's going wrong here. And I had exactly, exactly the same. It wasn't my top lip. It was actually just kind of under my eye and on my cheek by my nose it was a big red kind of patch um, that was just kind of red and angry. It wasn't flaky or anything, but it, it certainly wasn't like eczema. Um, and I had that at least for 10 years and completely ignored it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm the same. Just kind of just accepted it was what it was and slapped on the steroids and <laughs> got on with it. Exactly. Wishing I hadn't, but you know, you know yeah. what it is. Yeah. So so great. So you found out about TSW through medical medium. Fantastic. You know, yeah. that the whole celery juice movement has at least brought that, that it's brought some awareness of you know, this this is an issue. By the way, did you have any benefit from celery juice? Uh, no, at the start of my TSW, I was convinced that it had cured my TSW in about four days. <laughs> you know, I went back and saw some posts. I was like, look, my skin's so much better. And then, then you know, it's like so naive. <laughs> TSW likes to trick you, though, doesn't it? It gives you a couple of days of like looking like it's improving and, and you think you've hit on the latest thing. But um, sadly, not sometimes. Um, so what, what kind of inspired you to document your own journey on Instagram? Because, you know, that that journey that people can refer to you as such a, an amazing guide to see stage by stage, month by month, what you went through. What kind of inspired you to just start doing that? Um, yeah, are we allowed to swear? Yes, so. absolutely. Go. <laughs> um, I think I was just really pissed off, to be fair, when I found out about TSW like really angry and I think the people that I had seen online um, had been really open about their journey because of the awareness that needed to be shared so I thought okay you know like the doctors aren't doing anything I kind of felt like the people that I looked up to were kind of sharing their story and building awareness and I thought okay I can be part of that and see what I can do so um, yeah that's kind of where I went with documenting Um, there's lots on there and it kind of grew bigger than I thought it was going to be yeah I mean it's incredible it's an amazing resource and and I I have to say I I've probably reread your whole Instagram maybe three times just to like glean you know the 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 sort of and I was saying this to um Holly the other day actually because I reread her story on Instagram 
the the bits that you can't personally articulate to your loved ones um but that are documented in tiny detail on your instagrams where it's like this is particularly how i felt at that point and that maybe the problems with sleeping and therefore a room or a space becomes really painful and you can't be there anymore you want to sleep on the couch feels to me rereading those stories that you have almost like a best friend who you don't have to yeah. explain it to you they just know and they get it and that's it's really cathartic having that yeah there's nothing quite like tsw and i think those experiences unless they're shared you just go through it alone because you don't have the support of the kind of medical professionals to kind of say step by step this is what's going to happen so you rely on those experiences of others and um, you don't feel so alone so. yeah yeah completely so how tell me how important obviously that kind of gives the flavor but how important was the community as you were going through some of the worst stages of TSW? Yeah, incredibly important. Um, just the support that I had um, itself was really supportive, um, of course. it. Um, I don't know if I would have pulled through without it. I think it gave me a purpose to kind of share my story and speak to people and have that feedback. And at the same time, like being able to look up to other people in the community and see them get better, that was really important mm. for mm. me. Um, just so you know that, you know, those moments where you have all that self-doubt that, okay, someone else has done it, I can keep going. And then... Um, with the girls we built scratch that so that was like another part of um, the community and that was amazing really to have five women that I could hang out with and share our stories like face to face you know so from that community we've built best friends and at the time you know we would have sleepovers but we'd all have TSW it was, it was strange but lovely that's very cool. <laughs> I am yeah. quite jealous of that. And, and and touching on that, you know, like you, you're quite the entrepreneur, I've noticed, and particularly in the community, you've got, you've got Scratch That, Decoding TSW, um, there's talk about the documentary, um, and you're one of the leading voices in the TSW community, and obviously the clinic now. Yeah, where, where does that entrepreneurial spirit come from? I don't know. I don't know where it comes from, to be fair. I think, I don't know, it might be the way that I process trauma, to be honest, is just to kind of like make something out of a shit situation. Um, that's kind of how I felt. And like making scratch that out of something and then um, with the documentary and then the clinic kind of feels like, um, I mean, I guess I just never wanted to be a victim. I was like, okay, what can I do to build something out of this really hard time? And I guess that's what happened. I love that. I love the concept of, yeah, not wanting to be a victim from it. Like what is what is the positivity and the learning that you can take from this or the energy and drive when you come out the other side to create something amazing? Um, yeah. And, you know, you've, you've certainly done that. You've set up so many different avenues or resources for people. Um yeah, it's really, really exciting, your journey. So coming back to your recovery, so Louise, you know, your TSW was brutal. It was brutal, you poor love. Um, and I know you, you powered through to, to six months. Yeah. And uh, bless you, you know, even, <laughs> you know, powering through to Las Vegas during that time. Um, yeah. 
And I love that you have a post available which talks about going out um, with TSW and being brave and some tips on, on how to cope with that social anxiety or being looked at that it can be really traumatizing um, and put people off going out at all. Talk to me about that and sort of, you know, it's a, a dark time. So I don't want, mm. want to take you back too much there. But um, yeah, talk to me about all of that and the impact on you. Yeah, so I still have memories of the stairs and what people would say um, and getting out and about. Um, I think because my TSW was so kind of localised to my face, it was quite difficult, not in terms of like pain and discomfort, I think, uh, or even, even though it was, um, but I think when it's on your face, you can't hide your face. So you're kind of stuck with, if you want to go out, you know, people are going to see what you look like. So yeah, just anywhere I went, people would turn around as you would. And I think if I see something now, maybe if someone's got, um, looks like they've got painful skin, like sometimes you do look, but it's not necessarily, you're looking in a bad way. It's more like you want to look after that person. So I would just try and put myself in other people's shoes and think, okay, like maybe there might be the odd person that thinks, well, that's disgusting. But for the most part, most people would probably just maybe be intrigued or want to know what's wrong and, you know, offer some advice. Um, The the (laughs) advice is always amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, When I was in Vegas, because it's really hot out there and it was really poorly, um, it's my friend's Hindu and I was the maid of honor and I felt like I had it had to go and I had a great time as much as I could. Um, but yeah, there was one woman when I was shopping that when I went to go and pay for something, she kind of like had her finger out and said, you really need to take better care of yourself as if I was sunburned. And, you know, when you just don't really know what to say, I was like, mm. I just didn't say anything. And I think there were loads of moments like that that kind of stick up my head you know people stirring or I would have people come up and say have you got psoriasis and I would try and explain but as most TSW people know it gets tiring to explain the story of topical steroid withdrawal because it's such a strange thing and it's not always met with understanding and um, open ears I, I didn't I tried to get out as much as I could. Um, I don't like to kind of, um, I think everyone's different and I wouldn't want everyone to feel the pressure to get out as much as I did, because why would you? I put myself in situations where I just wish I hadn't and it made my mental health so much worse. So I think you have to find a balance between, you know, pushing yourself a little bit and, um, and then looking after yourself as well. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. I hear that. It's um, it's like little mini traumas, isn't it? That kind yeah. of slowly build up. Um, and I think I I totally hear you on the trying to explain TSW because even to my own family, I have uh, you can just see their faces when I'm trying to explain it why I'm doing this. Um, and that can be you know it just feels awful when you're feeling like you have to defend putting yourself through something which obviously is physically and mentally traumatic anyway. Um, But I completely agree with like the little bits where you do get out after not being out for a while, like even if it's, you know, popping to the supermarket and buying something for yourself feels amazing. It can feel really great. Um, 
as long as you know you get in and out <laughs> yeah um yeah that's right and maybe it's a bit easier with masks these days i'm not sure yes mask and sunglasses are your friends yeah. so during your your recovery and so this kind of early days what did you try that provided relief and what did you try that completely did not work yeah good question so i've been in tsw now um, nearly three years so the first kind of um year really was there was a lot of trial and error we're trying to find things that work I think for the most part TSW will just run its course whether you try something or not but with that being said I think um there were a few things that really benefited um me um so when I was at month three I had a friend who was one of the scratch that girls that asked me to come and stay with her and try cryotherapy. So I actually went up to go and live with her for a little bit when I was poorly and had cryotherapy every day and um, got better a lot quicker. And But at the same time, she had said, look, Lou, you need to stop putting on all these moisturizers. Like it, it's not helping, it's keeping you red and irritated. And then at the same time I did moisturizer withdrawal. So I think those two things paired together although moisturizer withdrawal was like the the worst thing I could ever think of doing at the time you know I'd like religiously used moisturizers for 20 years and um it just and when I first started doing it it was just the worst thing it just felt so alien to to not put on anything and be really dry and everything was cracking open I couldn't even eat without my chin opening up um, but it ended up being a really useful tool. So that's moisturizer withdrawal and cryotherapy. Just, you know, whenever I had cryotherapy, I wasn't itchy, which in early TSW is so rare. Like you're you're itchy to the point where like you've got bugs under your skin. Like I just, that's the thing I remember is that that kind of itch that just moves around the body and there's no relief and you itch one place and then it itches somewhere else and you're almost like tortured just all the time so whenever we had cryotherapy I wasn't itchy that night and it was such a relief and I think it just kind of helped my immune system kind of like give it a bit of a boost so it could work on other things um cryotherapy as you go into a really cold chamber, your body has to push all of the blood to the surface to keep you warm. And as it does that, it pushes the oxygen and nutrients. And, and I think that kind of just helped push through, you know, you've got blood rushing to, to keep you warm. And that kind of helped um, speed up a little bit. But for the most part, I don't think, obviously time is always at the bottom of any scale. So as time went on, it got easier. Um, but it was definitely rough for a long time. I mean, it kind of reached its height at three months and then it just, yeah, it was just awful. Um, and uh, the things that didn't help, I would say, I didn't change my, I think I changed my diet kind of like on and off like maybe I think I remember doing like two weeks two or four weeks of vegan and it made no difference um gluten-free it made no difference I do feel like the dietary changes didn't make much of a difference um all of these supplements I spent so much money on you know like early TSW I don't feel like that kind of thing is gonna make much difference um unless you go and have a blood test and you're really low in iron or something I just kind of feel like it's a waste of time 
or if you can take something for sleep fair enough but yeah um uh, like the celery juice <laughs> which i now know is really high in is it nitric acid yes. uh, nitric oxide yes. um, which is actually not that great for us to be fair so um those are the things early on i think that helped and didn't help yeah fantastic that's uh, yeah i completely relate to all of that it's um it's interesting isn't it in, in tsw you want to feel that you can control something or you can help in some way and often the first thing to turn to is your diet and and supplements yeah. and you know ob- yeah. obviously you know having a good diet and taking care of yourself and minimizing load on your liver from caffeine or alcohol or whatever it may be is obviously going to help you generally in health but um I think you know it's 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 just such a difficult journey, particularly in those those early stages. You just want to feel that you're doing everything you possibly can to make it a little easier on yourself. Talk to me about things such as you know ibuprofen and antihistamine because yeah. you know for me, Louise, I absolutely inhaled both on a daily basis, and I don't really think they made much of a difference to me unfortunately but I, I felt like they were my crutches that they should do something to help yeah I think um I noticed that they would make a difference later on in my um TSW journey I felt that at the start it's really hard to figure out if they're going to make any difference because it's also traumatic and horrible um but later on I realized that um, antihistamines would would help me with the itch or if my skin's really reactive to pollen so if I had like a strong antihistamine it would really really help um, and ibuprofen I found would help with the itch which isn't something I want everyone to you know to use like you can't you can't take like loads of it but every so often I would just take it for a bit of relief um the only thing that did kind of help me at the start was like sleeping aids so like really strong sleeping medication from the doctors that would give me little bits of relief that's interesting i um i have to say like one of my personal worst um symptom was the insomnia which i i think at my longest stint was three weeks with only two hours sleep per night and that that would be at 8 a.m. in the morning, I'd finally get some sleep. Um, yeah. And I went and got some Zopiclone from the doctors and was like, yes, erasing the skin to give me a good night's sleep. And then it didn't work. For that first night, it didn't work at all. Um, what were your experiences of kind of actual medicated sleeping pills? Yeah, I took Zopiclone and um, I feel like I probably had a a similar experience, although I think it did work maybe the night that I took it and then it was like a one-off and then it didn't really work again. So it's like one night of relief, Um, which sounds like it's enough, but it's not like when you say you haven't slept for three weeks, it's almost like can make you feel worse. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's... um... Yeah, it's really, really difficult. I've, I don't think I'd ever ex- really knew what insomnia was until going through this. You think you have an idea, but you actually have no idea. And I think that's when actually we spoke and I reached out to you for a, a bit of um, <laughs> a bit of support because I was losing yeah. my mind at that point. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, you do feel like you're losing your mind. Not only are you in so much pain and discomfort, but you're not sleeping. So it's like anyone in their right mind, like you just feel out of it. Like, like he said, I wouldn't be able to sleep until like nine, ten, eleven the next morning. So you're like awake all night, and then as people are kind of getting on with their lives, you're trying to get a few hours, and you just feel like you're living in a different on a different planet. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. There's something around. Um... Uh, and this is probably more towards the mental health aspect of it. And and I saw something on Holly's Instagram the other day, which is, you know, you you feel like through the process of TSW, you feel like you've lost yourself. Um, the person that was there it doesn't exist there anymore. And the simplest things feel, simplest things you used to do feel out of reach. And she's an amazing writer, but she kind of phrased it like that. And I, you know, completely agreed, which is, you know the things you used to enjoy and the people you used to hang out with and the exercise you used to do and the you know the simple sleep has gone um and you do feel almost disassociated from that person that you used to be yeah I mean you lose everything like everything and you're kind of just whittled down to someone who's bed bound so like when I found myself at like 28 like just turned 28 kind of like living the best kind of years of my life and then just found myself just in my bed not able to move you know mum and dad carrying me from the bed to the bath and then back it's like you're kind of like what the fuck like what has just happened like what is going on and like you kind of can't comprehend it because you're too busy trying to survive so this is why like the tail end of TSW you kind of end up with all of this trauma that you have to kind of deal with because you didn't really get a chance to deal with it before because mm-hmm. you just kind of put one foot in front of the other and get on with it. Um, I think you said something really useful. Um, I think it was, a, it was a good couple of months ago, but it was like, you need to acknowledge during this time that you are ill and, you know, you kind of fight it for so long because you're used to being a robust person who can get on and crack on with stuff. But actually there's a real power in acknowledging that you are ill and you need to be taken care of for a bit um, and accepting that rather than fighting it because I think the mental disassociation can sometimes be made worse by the no I should just be able to pull through um and I, I found that really helpful when you made that comment yeah definitely like you just have to accept that I'm, I'm poorly right now and I can't like seriously poorly though like more poorly than I've ever really seen anyone I don't think I've anyone ever really seen anyone in that state and I've spoken to people that had cancer and TSW and they say I'll take cancer over TSW any day and you just think okay so what are we dealing with here it's almost like you have like burns everywhere where you have to like which probably seems like a really horrible thing to compare it to because we aren't left with scars but I think what TSW what you have to kind of rebuild your skin and in that process you just you just yeah lose everything Um, is there anything that during that time you did to support your mental health or actually you know you would were you just kind of plowing through it and just trying to get to each day without kind of that foresight of you know could I make a journal or you know anything like that that could be act as a support I think um 
like the community so speaking to other people that were going through it was hugely beneficial I would encourage anyone to do that especially men I think uh, a lot of people are quite shy or it's hard to reach out or they don't know where to turn to I think at the start the Facebook groups were quite helpful if I just needed to kind of create some friends create your own little network of people that you can say you know this is really hard right now um my mum is a counsellor so I had some good support at home um I didn't realize she was counselling me but she probably was the whole way through um I I just remembered like zoning out and watching Netflix for days on end like I think distraction is key um so if there's not much you can do you know don't feel bad about it there's enough great stuff on Netflix at the moment where you can just binge watch (laughs) at like three o'clock in the morning I don't have to feel bad about it like my fella who's also TSW like um YouTube was his go-to you know just endless hours of watching YouTube just distract yourself as much as you can yeah and in the other bits chat to people about it chat to your family about it as much as you can and try and get some support try not to hold it all in absolutely absolutely yeah I hear you on all of that I am I did a lot of Netflix watching and then scrolling Instagram reading all of your accounts and everybody else's um, experience but um you know I I ended up having a psychotherapist help me um through through the trauma of it and, and recovering on the other side um and that that was invaluable just to help put things in perspective and just help me acknowledge what had happened really so yeah I absolutely encourage everybody to to get some support um during the period and and definitely reach out to the community and and ask for help um because that's you know nobody will understand it like the community does um so you know let's start talking about your recovery I mean and I know I know Louise you, you um went down the immuno route which I myself have also done um just because that period became too dark um and that's not an easy decision to make right so talk to us a little bit about how how you came to that decision yeah, immuno is, is a horrible decision because not only is it hugely controversial in our community um, for a good number of reasons, but no one wants to go back on a medication really after going through TSW. It's like you, you've used this drug that's really harmed you and then you're kind of like at this point where you're like, okay, you know, like I need some help here. But the only kind of help for like some short-term relief is immunosuppressants. Um, so I ended up going on cyclospora, which I was on for about four or five months before swapping over to Depixin. So I went through a few and actually the relief it gave me probably saved my life. Um, I remember speaking to Dr. Roof about it because everyone else in the community had kind of said, you know, don't do it. And it's wrong and it's a bad choice. And I kind of felt like I don't know where to go with this because at the moment, like I was really suicidal. Um, Like, and I felt like, okay, if I'm this suicidal to the point where like my parents, my boyfriend, brother, dad, everyone's got me on suicide watch. So they had this WhatsApp group where they would organize so I wasn't left alone because I was so suicidal. So if you're at that point where, okay, something's not right, 
I just needed some relief. Um, and at that point, I realised that there's a, like a little group in our community um, that do use immunosuppressants to kind of get by. And I found a Facebook group of TSW people with immunosuppressants. And um, that kind of became my solace. I was like, okay, I can talk to these people and, you know, decide what I'm going to do. Um, I ended up going on cyclosporin. I got massive amounts of relief um coupled with horrible side effects and just was a really nice nasty drug to be on um uh, but i mean it gave me some kind of normalcy to get on and kind of regain my strength and get my mental health back on track so that i could continue it probably was one of the best things i did which i don't want to say and encourage anyone to kind of do it unless you know you've been through every different measure and done all the different types of research that you need to do but for me personally it was a bit of a lifesaver yeah absolutely and um you know I I for my story as well I echoed the same I had a chat to talk to Ruth and you um and you know for the past what seven months I've been on cyclosporin now it yeah has it restored me to life. I mean, and it's not, you know, I have by no measure I have perfect skin and it's definitely wearing off now. But I think I finally got back the mental strength to say, I'm ready to start again. I'm ready to come off this and face the fire of my second wave of TSW. Um, but I needed that. It was in a really, really bad way. Um, so I'm incredibly grateful to you and Dr. Reef for, for having a conversation with me at that point and just having a couple of words with someone who knows what it's like um, meant the world to me so yeah but like like you said it's not an easy choice you've got to do the research and you've got to understand is this am I willing to do this for the side effects um and yeah just take your time in making that decision you know it's um it is a tough one so then then you went to Singapore um, and did some kind of research around treatments that are available that were different to immunos, but available. So talk to me about that. Yeah, so after cyclosporine, I'd ended up on Depixin. Cyclosporine stopped working, and then they'd moved me over to Depixin. And Depixin has its, its own um, horrible side effects, and one of them was really bad facial flares. And for someone that had... Um, been through horrible TSW on my face it just kind of felt like oh, I don't want to be on this drug it doesn't feel right and I didn't feel right anyway by that point I kind of felt like I don't want to be on immunosuppressants anymore like they kind of did their job I, I had a friend who had TSW over in America and she said Lou I'm going to this clinic in Singapore that's treating TSW people and it was like music to my ears I was like what it just sounds like the coolest thing ever and um, I don't know what it is about my personality but I just hear one thing and I think it might be a Sagittarius thing where you're just really impulsive and okay yeah I'm gonna go I'm just I'm gonna go so um yeah I did some research and it was kind of well obviously I know a lot more about the treatment now but it was like this thing called high pulse blue laser or blue laser and I just thought I'll give it a go I spoke to the the team out there and they've been looking after a lot of TSW people 
Um, and it kind of, it was the craziest thing in Singapore. I kind of went there thinking, like, I don't know what to expect. And I got a lot better out there. I managed to, um, I had to withdraw from Depixin and I was, I could feel myself going into a horrible flare. And then I just got so much better when I was out there and it just felt like this incredible thing. And I thought, God, why do not more people know about this? This is amazing. Um, and I had my treatment. I left early. I had been told I needed about six months of treatment with maintenance. So, you know, like six months and then um, monthly after that for a year. But we went into COVID, we went into lockdown over in Singapore and it just wasn't a very nice place to be, slightly different to here, very strict. And um, I just cut out three months, I kind of felt like I really just want to come mm. home because, you know, living over in Singapore, it's beautiful and I miss it every day, but I just wanted to come home and it was, it was very expensive. So um I ended up, yeah, to cut a really long story short, I, um, when I was out there, decided that there should be a clinic in the UK because, like, for me, I, I really wanted the treatment in the UK and couldn't have it. And I was like, if I feel like that, then I know that there's lots of people that can't make it over to Singapore to get better. So I decided to open up a clinic here with the same technology, which happened um but journey like skin journey wise I didn't get enough treatment because I knew I was going to set up a clinic and I was like I can get it for free when it's you know my own so I was like okay I'm going to come back early and kind of I didn't expect the the flare that I had um, but I did flare when I got back and that was quite hard kind of like to find yourself back in like not like anything I'd had before but when you're kind of used to having like functional skin when you have those signs of being poorly again it was quite hard and then I was kind of poorly like that um up until I got the machines here really and then started getting better again so um I think with my journey um I think at the moment I'm at a point where I shouldn't be I think I did loads of things and some of it stuck and it really helped like speed up my recovery um, and when I look at people that looked like me, you know, like really mm. severe facial TSW and full body, um, they're kind of not as mobile as I am. And I think, okay, well, maybe like some of the stuff that I did really helped, um, which is, is great, really. And I, I just never wanted to um, spend too long in TSW. I hated TSW. I just, I just wanted to get over it as quickly as possible. And I understand that, you know, there's like a, there's a time frames for TSW, you know, like you're kind of looking at between two to seven years, some people longer, but I just thought I'll just try and speed that up. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Absolutely. And I am all on board with the speeding up. I think the majority of our listeners will be as well. Um, so talk to me about the clinic. So it's Skin Celeste. Skin solace. I can't even speak today. Solace, yes. <laughs> solace, as in like a, like a solace you can go to, which I hope it is for some people. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so Skin Solace Clinic. Um, we've been open since, we've been trading since June last year, which is kind of when we could after COVID. COVID was interesting. 
And um, we have got a lovely team. We've got me and Jing um, that own the clinic. And then we've got um, some lovely therapists, um, some lovely nurses on board. And I'm just about to take on a lead nurse where he starts in January. So there's, there's a few of us now. Um, getting used to being the boss to be fair Claire it's um... exciting it's (laughs) so cool and and talk to me about kind of what what can someone expect if they come in or or they want to start a course of treatment with you Louise yeah so the treatment is quite unique Um, it's not a laser I think that's just how it was um, had to be named in Singapore but it's actually um, it's a form of plasma therapy so CAP stands for cold atmospheric plasma. So it's um, a, kind of the same technology as lightning, which sounds really scary, but it's a form of electromagnetic wave therapy. So what you can expect um, is a treatment that seems a little bit strange, but it's um, the machines have like a, a little pen attached and the pen kind of rolls over the skin and pushes in this um, technology and what it does is um, kind of pushes energy into the cells kind of a few millimeters under the skin and what that does that energy does is kind of similar to cryotherapy is kind of wiggle all the cells around that are just lazy from steroid use and then they can start to rebuild and it kind of triggers your your growth hormone, which we know from NMT is really important in healing from TSW. So lots of lovely stuff. And two of my nurses have got TSW themselves. So we're kind of a full TSW team, really, of people that understand. And then Amazing. Yeah, so it's, it's just a nice kind of space. It is a little bit of a solace where people can come when they haven't really had help elsewhere and and hopefully speed up the journey and you know like tsw runs as it should do there's no way there's no quick fix with tsw but i think from what i've seen there's ways just to kind of speed up that natural ability of healing um nmt you know or moisturizer withdrawal cryotherapy or kind of just give it like supporting your immune system and supporting your skin as it heals and people find different ways and this is just one way and something I could do to help so, so I've got a massive selfish question <laughs> can I okay, ask you <laughs> so how long would you suggest people are off things such as immunos or simply steroids before they would come in and, and see you for a treatment for context we can't treat anyone on immunosuppressants so that was another big thing for me is that I wanted there to be another option so that people didn't have to rely or, or end up on immunosuppressants, that they had another option. Options are so important. And um, I think you generally need to be off them for at least eight weeks, really. So between six and eight weeks, we can monitor. Um, and steroids is a bit different. Um, it's really tricky. I try and I try and stay away from um, taking anyone on for treatment that has just gone into TSW because you're just going to get fuckload worse, and you're just you're just going to end up really poorly. And I think sometimes you're too poorly to do anything. You're too poorly for any kind of treatment or anything. You just need to be in bed. Um, we did take on someone 
who's just who was just too poorly to come you know it's, it's just really sad so steroids I would say you know if you can be off them for four to six months it really does help kind of gets you over that bulk of TSW and then you can come and you can see that healing you can kind of monitor what's going on rather than your skin getting really worse and you can't really monitor what's going on um but yeah immunosuppressants probably six to eight weeks okay cool I'll bear that in mind (laughs) um and then so once someone starts treatment with you so how often do they need to come Louise is it the same as you experienced in Singapore so kind of every week for a period of time and then spreading it out as improvements are seen yeah that's right so we've got people that come to us weekly so it's it's weekly at the start and that normally lasts between three to six months of weekly treatment which is a real big commitment especially for people that are quite far away and then once your skin has got to a point where it looks normal and um, we can kind of go down to some maintenance so that kind of looks like dropping down to 10 days or two weeks see how it gets on make sure there isn't any regression and then um kind of go from there to monthly i have got some people that just don't bother coming back and they're fine which like jasmine who i was doing the documentary with just i mean she was coming from quite far away from sheffield and i think the journey was just too much she didn't come back and she's still doing great but for the most part you know you want to have that maintenance just to stop any reoccurring flares yeah and where, whereabouts are you based we're based in hampshire which is um not too far from reading we're about an hour from london so down south perfect okay good stuff all right so what, what's next for luigi skin what's um what's 2022 gonna hold for you and the clinic oh god good question i um I don't know. I, I feel as my skin has improved so much and I'm starting to get my life back. I find that my advocacy and awareness kind of is lessening. I think someone once said um, that with TSW awareness, like you kind of hold the torch for a bit and then you give it to someone else. And I think what I'll do is try and support those that can keep up that awareness. But for me, it'd be quite nice to drop away um, and just kind of get on with life. You know, you think about when I'm going to have kids, which I can finally do and um, think about holidays and all these normal things that just felt like I was never going to be able to do again Um, and expand skin solace. You know, we're at a point where we need to move clinics and take on more staff and, and being the boss requires like so much brainwave brain waves where I just think I haven't really got time to think about anything else but um I really do like to come on Instagram and see how everyone's doing and be there for people when they need support be sad for people when they flare um and yeah but I don't know what happens for me next <laughs> I love that <laughs> <It's open-ended>. concept. <laughs> yeah I love that concept of holding the torch for a period and you know that that sounds so healthy right it's yeah this isn't going to be forever. It will be a period of time which will potentially define your future and how you grow as a person and how you help other people or what you do in the future for a job. And, you know, I think I think I'm I'm really looking at this as a complete transformation and who I've been as a person and, you know, twenty twenty one and a lots of reasons was 
a horrific year, not just because of TSW for me, but um, I, I feel like I'm coming out of it the other end with a new perspective on life and, and new motivations. And I think it sounds like it's been very similar to you, Louise, like when you think about what would you be doing right now if you'd never experienced TSW? Yeah, I mean, it is completely life-changing in more good ways than bad, which is fascinating. I think for me, all these things that came out of it, I think um, like a relationship, you know, like I met Ben and we both have TSW and and then a new job. So it's like these huge, like big things in my life that are kind of shaped around this terrible point in my life. Um, And then I think as I think more about TSW, and um my life I think I'll just never be ungrateful again I think it's, you see life in a different way you, you see your experiences differently you're more grateful for what you can do um so like for my birthday Jing had bought me this makeup bag and I realized I hadn't had a makeup bag for like three years since I was poorly I hadn't really like put on makeup so like I'm relearning to put makeup on and it's like being 17 again so it's like you kind of yeah like little moments like yeah that. I completely and hear you anyone that's listening right now and where if you're in the middle of TSW and, and I know how that feels and you feel like life will never be the same again I promise it will life won't always be this way just remind yourself of that and you'll get there and you'll be able to live again um and like little things like I've been in saunas recently I went to spas you know like those things where you think god like magical right it's literally magical (laughs) you will get there and that pain and discomfort and everything will be worth it when you can jump out the shower and not have to put anything on and not be addicted to something that's controlling your life so we'll get there yeah Magical. Thank you, Louise. So if people want to get in contact with you or want to find out more about the clinic that you run, where where can where, where should they go to find out those things? Um, I feel a bit mean saying this, Claire, but I probably one of the best things I did for my mental health was shut down my DMs on Instagram, which felt like a really horrible thing to do at the time. I would would roughly get about 50 DMs a day at the time and it just it was really overwhelming so it might be like a year ago now I I closed my dms so you kind of can't contact me that way which is a shame but there's a few other ways people can sneak in and do um and one of those ways is kind of getting in touch with us in the clinic if you feel like we can help um so from my instagram there's a few links in my bio to get through to the clinic um instagram and then obviously my legacy with Scratch That, you know, there's a whole team of Scratch That of people that understand and you can kind of get in touch with. Um, I'm really friendly with the team in um, of ITSAN, also like an amazing charity in America that looks after TSW people, lots of people that can help there. Um, but as far as me, I think I'm... Um, I'm like on a train and I'm out of here. Love it. Good for you. (laughs) Well done. Um, Look, from me and on behalf of all the community, I mean, Louise, thank you so much for everything that you've done. And thank you for simply documenting your journey um, and being such an advocate for so long. Um, I'm personally super excited about seeing you in the new year at your clinic. Um, I can't wait to book in as soon as I am off of immunos. So, yes, um, 
yeah, I'll be taking you out for a drink once I've had my first treatment. Um, but yeah, such a pleasure to chat to you today. Thank you so much for giving me some of your time. Thank you so much, Claire. And thank you for creating this podcast. It's brilliant. And there isn't anyone better than you. So, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. You take care, Louise.